This is Don't Panic, episode number 19, recorded October 28th, 2013, on Apple Freebies, Google Poetry, and the Fanciest Jackets. Good evening and welcome. We are here at... (laughs) Thanks, Cole. We are back. It is Don't Panic, uh, and have we got a heck of a show for you tonight. Uh, We are just jazzed and excited to be here, and yay! Look at us. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk to the fanciest men on planet Earth, starting with Colby Rabidou. Colby, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, as some of you may know, I got a Firefox phone this past week, and I'm very excited about it. Um, it changed my life. It's the future. It's the greatest thing. <laughs> <I need. laughs> I mean... <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> Fact. Okay. And Dan Miller. Hi. Nothing I... about my, my life has changed in the past two weeks. Aww. Certainly not as significantly as Colby. Well, you got a new light bulb. Oh, that is true. My world literally has gotten brighter. <laughs> a pre-pick awesome. LED light bulbs are awesome and can be affixed to light fixtures upside down. Really? And you, you yeah. like the LED? Yeah, no, it's just like, it's no different than... I uh, can't really see. Yeah. It's, it's literally indistinguishable from one of the old incandescent bulbs. And it's... Just as more energy efficient than the CFLs, but turns nope. on instantly. And they last forever, don't they? And they last longer. Uh, they're slightly more expensive. They're around $12 a bulb now. But considering you don't have to replace them for like 15 years, yeah, seems Not worth it. Yeah. Tech tip right there. Some, I want to get some of those, like, uh, the Philips ones that, like, connect to Wi-Fi and you can change color and, like, I don't know with the weather and those shit. are That's more funny. than twelve dollars, but yeah, <laughs> yeah they're like cool. one hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> I, I love the fact that I see all these ift recipes that are set up with the light, so it's like if it gets cloudy outside, yeah. dim the lights, or if my sports team wins, change it to their colors, or there's all kinds of cool stuff. So hmm, I agree. That would be a toy I'd love to blow some money on. But uh, with that being said, I'm Sean Jennings, and we're thankful you guys are here with us tonight. I know we missed last week, but do not. Worry, because we have got twice as much good stuff here tonight. Uh, I want to remind everyone out there listening that we do this show live every Monday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, at our website, don'tpanic.io. There you can also get video and audio versions after the fact. Uh, But the best way to get updates are to subscribe to us on iTunes or via RSS. That link is also on our website. Plus, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash don'tpanicshow, and join us live in the chat room during the show. That's also on our website. Okay, very good. Uh, With that being said, we have had two busy, busy weeks. Uh, uh, Here in the the tech sphere, uh, and with two major OS announcements. Uh, Back-to-back, it seems, competing for headline space, uh, and that would be, uh, of course, OS X 10.9 Mavericks and Windows 8.1. I thought that we could go through and run down a little bit of each and talk about our experiences. Uh, Who wants to... You guys want to go first, or you want me to go first? Uh, You go first. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming that I'm the Windows 8.1 guy. <laughs> is, is that fair to say? Yes, I think so, yeah. Okay, and that's fine. I, I love, and actually I'm excited to hear about Mavericks and we will get to that, plus all the other Apple announcements, don't worry. Uh, but it is important to note that Windows 8.1 and Windows 8.1 RT are both available. Um, I just wanted to say that the installation upgrade process was actually really easy. Uh, there was just a little thing popped up in the Windows Store. It said 8.1 is here. I tapped it, downloaded, installed. It did take... I'm curious to know how long Mavericks took to update because 8.1 took about three and a half hours. Oh! Um, between the download, had to restart about four times. But I didn't have to touch it for those three and a half hours. It just did it. And when it booted up, it was perfectly smooth and perfectly fine. Um, I barely had to do anything. So it was a really smooth experience. Um, but why don't we... Why don't we walk you through some of the... Uh, we have the... 
I've been hiding a camera behind me this whole time. You didn't even know. I did know, actually. Ah, damn you, Dan. <laughs> uh, so I figured I would walk you through uh, some of the changes, if you're interested, to uh, Windows 8. Point one. So uh, the start screen has a lot of big changes. First of all, you'll notice that there is the same background for both the start screen and your traditional desktop. That's, That's new. such a good idea. It is. It's like really smooth, and it just kind of flows in and out. And I will say that I'm, I, I doubt you guys are getting as smooth of a fluid movement, but you get the idea. Well, we can uh, see the smoothicity. The smoothicity, <laughs> the, the technical term. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the other big things are tile changes. You'll see here is a larger size tile, and you'll also notice these teeny tiny tiles. So there's now four sizes, your large, your wide, your medium, and your small. They come in all shapes and sizes. Um, another thing that they've changed is uh, what's known as customize. It was used to be really difficult to move and arrange your tiles, but if you in this new customize mode, it's really easy to just tap and drag and, you know, rearrange them, and you can also name your groups, and you can, you know, do all that fun tile stuff. Um... I gotta look at my list to see what else changed. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Oh, there is new snaps. So, for example, let me open up Maps. And I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm it's, nervous. It's gonna show a map, Colby. <laughs> I wouldn't overthink <laughs> it. Uh, I'm also gonna pull up Weather. Two apps where it won't show my personal information to the world. Um, and what's really cool now is Snap used to be... No, that wasn't... <laughs> you now have Snap in more than one option. So it used to be, if I tap the middle here and drag it over, it used to be only the small, like, this little sort of third view, and that was your only option. Really? Yeah, but now you can Snap half and half! And you can do a third on that. And you'll see it changes as you do it. It's a lot more flexible. You can actually pretty much, if you're using Metro apps, you can pretty much drop it anywhere in between. What you can also do is you can also um, snap the desktop side by side as well. Interesting. So that's really cool, and that's really useful. And it also works good, uh, you can't tell because I've got two monitors, but you can now run uh, Metro on one and desktop on the other. It used to kind of be like Mac used to be before, where the, the double <laughs> monitor didn't work super well. Oh, yeah. um, let's see. So that's a nice new feature. Oh, and one of the other things that's really nice is by default, um, when you open up a, a new app and you're from an app, they open up side by side instead of overlaying the other one. So it's just kind of nice things like that. One of the other big things is this new search. So I'll swipe in from the side and hit search. And it's now an everywhere search. So give me the name of a uh, celebrity. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Good choice. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's, that was a that's a crazy close up on your jacket. We oh, can yeah, see like the individual threads. <laughs> it's, it's that HD man. It's really worth it. Wow, wow, that was incredible. So as I search Tina Fey, you'll see you can't really necessarily read it, but over here it's giving me some suggestions. Mm -hmm. But in this new search they have, it actually that's well. not a that's not a good picture of Tina Fey. But it actually searches a ton of different stuff. So it shows files. There's one file that I guess is similar to Tina Fey. But it also gives me, I can click I can click to her Wikipedia page, and it shows me the movies she's in, videos on YouTube. It lists uh, articles, web pages. Um, it searches Xbox video now, so I can watch Mean Girls or Date Night. Uh, related searches, images, and movies. Um, a lot of it powered by Bing. So it's one of those things that it search, if it'll search your mail, it'll search your calendar... It's this smart search that's integrated into the OS and will actually search across everything you have. So that's exciting. It is cool. exciting. And uh, that, quite honestly, is the bulk of the changes. Uh, what is... All right, you're going to see my jacket for a second. Um, look at that. Wow. <laughs> amazing? It, I just love like technology. textures that used to have in iOS. <laughs> the other changes to know are that there is now a start button 
that you can tap and it will uh, take you to the start screen. I still recommend using Start 8, uh, which I continue to use, which is that replacement I talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, but it is there. That? What? Why? Oh, um... So, I, I don't have the 8.1 version set up, but when you tap that, all it does is this. It doesn't bring up a menu. It doesn't. All it does is flip you to this, whereas yeah. Star 8 actually brings up the traditional looking. It's kind of a replacement, oh, and oh. it brings up a Windows 7 style, and I prefer that uh, for a couple reasons. It's easier to shut down from here. It's easier to one-click to control panel or, or you know, documents or what have you. Um, so that's I, I do recommend that still. Um, but you do have the option for a button if you really like it, and of course there's always your Windows key. Cool. Um, SkyDrive is more integrated into the system, which is a real pain in my ass because it now, like I'll try to save something into like my Dropbox, and then it'll mm -hmm. save it to SkyDrive anyway without telling me. And, and then it keeps flipping back to SkyDrive. It's really annoying, and I don't want to save to SkyDrive. Um, but Microsoft doesn't seem to understand that. Oh. So that's... I really want to be your friend, Sean. <laughs> I mean, I guess not. Um, that's really mostly it for 8.1. Um, it's, it's one of those no-brainer upgrades. It's free. It's available now from the uh, Windows Store. Uh, I will say that if anyone out there hasn't upgraded, make sure you have all your Windows updates installed because they won't let you do 8.1 until your Windows 8 updates are all uh, set up. But after that, it's one click and it's really easy um, to download. So that's Windows 8.1. I'm loving it. It's not anything radical. There's not a lot of big changes that I use, mostly the tile stuff on the start screen. Um, but oh, and the snap. But that's that's mostly it. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have any questions or you want to move on to the excitement that is Mavericks. Um, no questions here. I don't no, think so. It's Sounds really like straightforward. What we were expecting, yeah. It, and it works well. And the update, I have to say, I was worried because you know they claim this was a big upgrade, like going from seven to eight or something big like that, and it was. Uh, very Mac-like in the way you just go to the store, click update, and it downloads and installs. And so you get updates from the store now. You get no. It's weird. You got the major 8.1 update, but incremental security updates still come through Windows Update, and those are automatic. And you can manually go in through the control panel. If you buy an app on the Windows Store, does it update automatically? Yes. Yes. So Metro apps will. Yeah. But security updates still go through separately. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, sweet. Well, I'm excited. Let's go head to head. Ding, 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 and bring up their <laughs> uh, their their competitor du jour, uh, and that would be Mavericks 10.9. Uh, guys, it, does it live up to the hype? It lives up to the hype that the multi monitors work. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Finally. Has <laughs> your productivity shot up like 300% now? That you... I would say like a solid 20%, like an yeah. appreciable gain. Yeah. Also, the battery life. Yeah. Nice. Also, like, when does that happen? Never. Like. <laughs> so, you, like, how big of a difference would you say you've noticed? I, I don't know. I just noticed I had to have to plug my computer in. I I think it really it made it to the point where I'll I'll probably never have to like think about plugging in my MacBook ever again. It's just like by the time I get around to like sitting down at a desk, it's still not dead. Which, not which for Colby meant before I have seen him run his laptop battery out numerous times. Yes. That's true. Almost every day. The last possible second. <laughs> this is blatant disregard for the low battery warning. So is it at least eight hours for you, Colby? Yeah, I haven't actually tried. I'm gonna try. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll keep you posted. But because my MacBook's a year better. older uh, than yours, or more, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so I could. I can't really say. I haven't really tested it. I hear it's much better, though. Yeah. Performance in general has improved a lot. Uh, 
if you if your Mac has an Intel video card, which most of them out there probably do, unless you have a high-end 15-inch or higher, or an iMac, but all the laptops less than a high-end 15-inch have Intel graphics cards in them, and if you do have one of those, they rejiggered the operating system so that it can dynamically assign memory between, so in the typically how these things are, they're called uh, what are they called? Shared memory? Shared graphics cards? Something like that. Integrated graphics cards. So integrated graphics cards are these Intel things, and they're integrated because they're not a discrete component, and the high-end ones like NVIDIA and AMD, AMD, ATI. ATI are called discrete graphics cards. That's where you have, like, the separate component. But the right. integrated ones in OS X now, uh, in the past, they said integrated 512 megabytes. So it would use up to 512 megabytes of your RAM, but no more. Now, if you're doing like video editing or something really intensive, or probably this video conference right now, mm. it can just take all the memory it can and dedicate it to the integrated graphics card. Uh, so I'm noticing that you know a lot of things are more smooth than they were, especially if you have lots of apps open. Because in, in a conjunction with that, they also now have the memory compression thing where if you have it, if you have no windows open or if you've like squiggled down into the dock an app, it will compress the memory, basically like a zip file in your RAM because chances are you're not going to look at it because it doesn't have any windows open. Right. Uh, so lots of apps and video I've noticed have improved. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, it seems like it's a lot of. Uh, besides the multi monitor stuff, it's a lot of stuff you wouldn't necessarily notice. Well, have you used the new uh, notifications with the in app message reply or in notification message replies or any of that stuff? Um, I actually haven't used the in in mess in like notification replies. I do kind of like the. Like, they display on your lock screen. So um, if I'm, like, say I'm at work and standing at my desk or and, like, doing work, you know, something not on the computer, which does happen from time to time, <laughs> um, it's like they pop up on the screen. So I see them in front of my screensaver, uh, which is pretty nice, I think. Uh, I know some people don't like it, I guess. but I can always turn it off, but that's certainly a nice option to have. Certainly, uh, they change the 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 way the dock looks when it's on the right on the side too. Oh uh, yeah, pretty great. And uh, was, yeah, Safari is a lot better too. Like especially because Safari uses less energy than Chrome. Now that oh, here's a really cool thing: the activity monitor shows you how much energy apps are using. So now I'm looking at how much of a resource hog Chrome is, which is ironic because when I started using Chrome five years ago, it was the most lightweight thing ever. Thus, how software is born. Uh, but Safari is pretty energy efficient, so I will use Safari if I'm on a tight battery constraint or if I know I'm not going to be plugging in for a while. Hmm. Makes sense. You know, I, hadn't, I hadn't considered that. Yeah. Um, now, have you guys tried the new Finder stuff, the tagging or any of that stuff? No. I didn't even remember there were tabs until this morning, actually. <laughs> and I opened one up, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't do a lot of browsing files. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That makes or sense. Files. I do use the all my files thing now a lot. Really? Yeah, because, like... It's just easier to have that open if you're going to upload something in a form. or I often download. I either download something and then save it somewhere, or I export or I save something out of an app somewhere, and then I try to upload it somewhere. And the All My Files thing is great for that because it shows right up. I, find, I know it was an image. I know I just saved it out from... 
you know, Pixel or whatever that thing is, Pixelmator, and yeah. I don't care where it saved it. It's an image, and I'm just going to upload it to Facebook or whatever. Oh, speaking of Mavericks updates, Pixelmator, some some big ones. Yeah. Like the... Like, you can do, like, layer styles and stuff now. That was, like, the one thing that I was like, God, I can't use this instead of Photoshop. But now mm-hmm. I can. And it feels good, because I like it. That's a good segue into Apple's announcement of free everything. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Uh, unless you guys have anything else you want to say on Mavericks, I was just going to note new apps, maps, uh, iBooks. Oh, yeah. oh, iBooks, finally. That's... I mean, iBooks is, like, two years too late for me. I switched to Amazon years ago because I couldn't read them on my computer. Yeah. Um, And now I'm pretty invested in my Kindle books, so... Yep. Sucks to suck. Yeah. (laughs) That it does. Uh, But with that, uh, let's just say Apple's having a fire sale here, and uh, everything must go. Crazy crazy Tim over here, and, uh, you know... Everything must go. That's right. At their big event, they had uh, they announced many things, but we'll start off with the um, fact that everything is free. Uh, OSX Mavericks, a free upgrade that changes from the Mountain Lion upgrade, which was 19.99. Uh, it is now a free upgrade going all the way back to Snow Leopard. Snow Leopard. Yep. yep. And a lot of models are included. So. Um, a lot of PCs are going to be getting that update. PCs, a lot of Macs are going to be getting those updates for free. Um, and as Dan said, the uh, the other things to know is that their uh, Office competitor, uh, iWork, and their I don't know competitor, iLife, uh, have both gone free with uh, new with sales of new Macs, iPads, and iPhones. Uh, you will get those apps complimentary. That's right, iWork, including Pages, Numbers, and Keynote, and iLife, including iMovie, GarageBand, and what else comes in iLife that I'm missing? Uh, iPhoto. iPhoto. There you go. I know I was missing something. Um, I think iLife was free with new Macs before, right? They had, yes, I think at their at one of their six, maybe WWDC or right before that, they announced that. Okay. And then the big one was iWork. I just well, remember... iLife has always been free with a new Mac, but you only got the current version. If a new version was released and you didn't buy a new Mac, you had to upgrade to it or just don't upgrade to it like I never did. Yeah, and the same goes for iOS devices. Right. Yeah, which is cool. Um, I mean, oh I, yeah, it's free on iOS now too, right? All of the apps are free on new on new devices going Whoa. forward. And I've Wait, read on. I realized it was free on iOS too. I guess yeah, I just assumed it wasn't. Nothing's free on iOS. <laughs> no, but what, what I will say is I've. It's free on new devices, all of iLife and all of iWork. But I have read some reports of people um, getting it on new devices, and then being able to download some of them on older devices because it's already linked under your account. Right, so right. as soon as you buy that new device, you're going to get uh, the apps. That makes sense. Cool. I mean, yeah, that does make sense, because if you paid it, you'd have it on every device anyways. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I think iWork I being free is awesome. I mean... It's definitely important, certainly, I think, for for iWork. Uh, you know, key, Keynote's great and very popular, but I think... Office has a lot of advantages. Google Docs has a lot of advantages um, over I iWork think today. Has any advantages on Mac though? It's still shitty and dated. No, that's true. But that's I think that's where Google Docs comes in, and I I think that's really you know. And there's a uh, Dan put a great story in the rundown here about uh, Microsoft's response to iWork. But you know, I think that really they're going after Google, if you look at what they're doing, making it free across devices, bringing it uh, into iCloud online, uh, collaboration on the web. Um, yeah, I forgot about iCloud online. Yeah, and, and with, this so update, with this update, there's live uh, editing a la Google Docs where multiple people can edit the doc at the same time um, yeah. across devices. So, you know, it's, it's definitely going right against um, Google. Yeah, that's interesting because, like, 
that's something Google doesn't have is like native apps for that. Um, yeah. You know, like I'm. I think Google Docs has you know some some serious offline support now, but I mean it's still not a native app. And if you can get all the 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 Google Docs goodness with a full fledged native application, that's pretty nice. Yeah, it's kind of weird um, that Microsoft is now selling Office for uh, or giving Office away with Surface and on all Windows RT devices. Um, yeah. That's included. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I I tried to use Google Docs exclusively, and I end up using Word and saving it to my Google Drive folder, and so you get the best of both worlds. But it's like. It's just not the same, but, I mean, do you guys think this change to iWork is really going to make that big of a difference and cause people to shift, or you think this is kind of a lost cause for Apple? I think it's pretty huge for all the college students buying it who before would have just bought Microsoft Office because, you know, if it, if it was the choice between buying iWork or buying Office, the parents who are paying for it are going to be like, well, let's get Office, but if the cost is you could pay nothing and do most of the same things or you could pay $120 and, and cover all your bases but you probably won't need you know I think a lot of people won't buy office with that new computer now yeah I think I think you're absolutely right um, and I mean well I don't know I don't know if it'll be a I don't know if that'll convince someone who wasn't gonna buy a Mac to buy a Mac, right? But yeah, no. I think for it'll reinforce. I don't know. It's another reason. It's a. It's another like check in the box or reverse check in the box for reasons not to buy a Mac. It's a value add for Apple, and I think this, yeah. along with the free Mavericks update, and I think all of this just continuously reinforces the fact that Apple is a hardware company. Sure, they make the software that goes on their hardware, but you're buying the hardware. Right, they, right. They'll give well, you all this stuff for free. So, and I think that's important for Apple. You know, I mean, obviously, no one was complaining that much with a 9.99 upgrade or buying an app for 4.99. But I think just by doing it, it just it's it's a value add for their product and just another uh, another advantage that I, I I'm sure whatever money they were making on selling those apps, they're gonna make up elsewhere easily. I agree. I, I probably, it also, about that. It probably wasn't that much money, considering they, you know. And you know, I think m most people who would have bought those apps would have bought them. And you know, they're selling these new devices, but I'm sure they must have seen that there's enough competition out there. We know Office is coming; is already on iPhone; is coming to iPad. Um, so I, I, you know, I think they saw what they had to do, and it, you know, it's one of those either go for it or give up moments, I think, certainly with iWork. Um, and I think they're really going for it. And it's also, I, I think it, it fits in with the the greater Apple strategy of, like, being the entire ecosystem, right? Like, I think the they get you hooked with one thing, one, maybe it's a Mac or an iPhone, right? And then you get another one because, you know, they play nice together. And then you get an iPad because, I don't know, you wanted a tablet and it'll play nice with your phone and your Mac. And then what are you going to do? Leave? Like, all your documents only work in, in Keynote and Pages and, um, you know, you have everything on iCloud and you use, you know, the contacts. So it's mm -hmm. that's... That's that's their their play. Like they have a lot of different thing. They have a lot of hardware, or different categories of hardware, and they all work really well together most of the time. And, and I, I, I think this siloed approach is where everyone's going. I mean, you know, you look at it. Microsoft have has Office. Google has Google Docs. Apple has iWork. Uh, Microsoft has Bing Maps. Google has Google Maps. Apple has Apple Maps. I mean, they they go across the board and they have their own thing. 
there've been a, there's been a rumor going around for a while that maybe next year Microsoft will either bundle Office with Windows or uh, broaden their subscription model to not only include you know $99 a year for Office, but to include Xbox Gold and to include you know a ton of better, faster updates and all kinds of different Microsoft stuff um, to create better value. So I I just think this is the direction they're going and. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I think it. Well, you know, people like mm-hmm. value, but yeah, right. but it, it's you know that's why Microsoft can afford to bundle it with Surface. It's because they're making Surface, and they get you know they have a higher margin on Surface than they do when you know on my Acer. Right. Um, other things from the Apple announcement: uh, they refresh the MacBook Pro, uh, thinner, lighter, faster, cheaper, uh, better battery life. Close to a 13-inch Air, but live in the dream. Yeah. I was hoping for a 13-inch Air with a Retina screen. One day, keep dreaming. The 13-inch MacBook Pro is a half a pound lighter than the old 13-inch MacBook Pro, so it's only, I I looked it up, it's only some fractions of a pound more heavy than a MacBook Air, Hmm. like a quarter of a pound heavier. I'm glad they didn't do the Retina ones now, though, because I would have had to buy one, and I just got a regular one last year. Well, you know, speaking of things Colby will probably buy, the new Mac Pros are coming out this December. (laughs) I'm not going to buy a Mac Pro. (laughs) What would I buy a Mac Pro for? You know, because it wouldn't surprise me. Think Um, of all the things I could do with $3,000. $4,000, right? Yeah, well, it's $3,000 at base configured. I've read numbers that... Going tip top of the line on every spec could run over ten thousand. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That that was one one of my favorite things to do was like go through the the Apple store and see how expensive a Mac Pro you could make, like with three cinema displays and <laughs> four hey, graphics cards. This thing will do what? Three four K displays. If they um, didn't announce a four K display, no, which but was they crazy. also updated all of their laptops to be able to do four K. So I think Apple realizes 4K is is a big deal, and this machine really proves it. Um, I will say, did you guys did did you guys both watch the announcement or see the announcement? Yes, I, I was watching it while I was working. Yeah. Did Did you see the manufacturing video they played for the Mac Pro in yeah. the factory? Man, that thing was cool. Oh man, with the, like the laser spun thing and the you know, and oh man, yeah. that was neat. I don't really care about the computer, but, it, man, does that look cool. <laughs> Lasers. Lasers, yeah. man. It, they're the future. Um, well, let's get into the, 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 the big finale of the announcement, and those are iPads. iPads, iPads. Get your iPads. Introducing the iPad Air. That's right. Nice and light and pretty. Uh, the thinnest and lightest iPad yet, uh, as they... <sighs> say. Um, it's 20% thinner, weighs just one pound, which is 28% less. Uh, same display, uh, new back. It's got the 64-bit A7 processor with the M7 Motion coprocessor, same as the 5S. Um, it has a slightly better camera, 10-hour battery life, MIMO 802.11n support, no 802.11ac support. And the new name, iPad Air, uh, it's available in silver and space gray. No gold here, sorry. Uh, starting at $4.99 with LTE also available. Uh, and no touch ID. Boo. Yeah, boo indeed. Um, the other half of this announcement are new iPad minis. Uh, they finally have what everyone was excited for, retina displays. That's right, burn out your eyeballs with these fantastic new iPad mini displays. Uh, 2048 by 1536, the 64-bit A7 chip. Uh, they raised the price. It's going to be available in November for $399 at base. Um, the old iPad mini is now getting a slight cut of $299 uh, and is still available for purchase. Um... There's new smart covers as well for the Mini. Um, let's see. Can we talk about how ridiculous it is that they're still selling the iPad 2 for the same price? I oh, yeah. 100% agree. That's right. The iPad 2 is still available at uh, three, $399, right? 
hundred bucks less. What? No, the original no, iPad Mini. The Mini is two ninety nine. Yeah, but the iPad Two is two ninety nine because a new iPad is three ninety nine base. No, a new iPad's four ninety nine. Really? Yeah, it's always been five hundred. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Nick. Yeah, people are gonna buy that too because, like, oh, it's cheaper than, the, but I still want the big one. But it's just weird because they could have kept the three around. They could have kept the four around. I mean, they could have kept the the one thing that baffles me. I get they want to keep around their old products, but that now means that is the only, I believe, the only product in the entire mobile line that still uses the thirty pin dock connector. And the yeah, only non-retina. Non-retina. That's right. What? <laughs> really? For for a hundred? And it's the maybe, exact same price as well, a brand new Retina Mini. Maybe they just made way too many, and they just like they just have them, and they gotta get, <laughs> they gotta sell them. <laughs> or they did all the investments, and they must be so good at making them, the margins are so low that they they must that make a crazy be. profit on each, because that just doesn't. Like, I could not... It's sort of like people who are like, well, why, should I buy a 5C or a 5S? At least for me, I can't think of any particularly good reason to not put in the extra 100 and get what I perceive to be a better phone. I don't understand why you wouldn't either buy a brand new Retina Mini or put in the extra 100 and get the new iPad. Right. Like, if you're already spending 400 why are you getting... How many years? That's like a two- or three-year-old product. Well, some people say that yeah. the... The uh, performance on the three was too bad because that's it was true. the first Retina. But then why not keep the four around? That's true. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, Sean. It's just weird. Well, it's just weird. Um, <laughs> I did. Um, I did want to ask. Uh, what do we think about iPad Air as a name? It's dumb. Okay, it's dumb. <laughs> it's weird that they have that as a name, but then not have it a regular iPad. It it also doesn't like. Wait, are there still MacBooks? No, the MacBook is dead. Yes, it's on MacBook Pro and MacBook Air. I guess yeah. that's interesting. I, I think it's weird because like the first the first MacBook Air was like mind blowingly thin, right? Yeah, or maybe not the first one. Putting but it like in that little ones. Manila envelope envelope yeah, that thing. Was, that was cool. That was cool. But in like in like the ones, the current design of MacBook Air is all was also when they first came out with those. Like that was pretty mind blowing too. Like this is the new iPad is not mind blowingly small. But the old iPad was already thinner than the MacBook Air, and now it's even thinner. Right. I mean, it is. And but the it's battery not... life is longer. Like, what What the hell? That yeah, is pretty amazing. It, it is cool. I just don't <laughs> think... It's, I don't think it fits. It's it's unnecessary. I don't know what it adds. I don't think it subtracts anything. I just don't know what it adds. Yeah. Unless, and Dan just put this thought in my head, that one day we'll see an iPad Pro. Or we'll see, you know, another iPad that would give them a reason to call it something else. That would be my only thought. Yeah, that could be. Because if, if you have two iPads, obviously they need different names. So iPad Air and then iPad something. Mm. I also don't like that they're calling the new iPad Mini, the official name is Apple iPad Mini with Retina Display, is the <laughs> name. It's not Mini 2 or just App, uh, iPad Mini. Yeah, that's foolish. Uh, I guess so maybe that's what they want to highlight, like... I guess. It's got a retina display. It wasn't the iPad. Wasn't it the iPad with retina display? No, no I guess I, it wasn't. That was when they still called it iPad three, and then I think iPad four they dropped it, and it was just iPad. Yeah. yeah. The new iPad. Right. Right. Uh, what about an eight hundred dollar iPad Pro? What would that have to look like to as a like a Microsoft Surface competitor in a world where you'd want to compete with Microsoft Surface? In a it would have where you to, had to compete with well, <laughs> The only product I could think is really missing in their product line where they would fill a niche, and it's going to sound crazy, would be to go like 13 inches. Okay? Mm -hmm. Make it for uh, designers and, yeah. you know, because people apparently, and, and I still am blown why Apple doesn't have user accounts in iOS, because people are buying one or two iPads and just everyone in the house shares them. So I could see the idea of a 13-inch tablet if it's thin and light enough 
to be used around the house, to be used in business, um, and then somehow, I don't know if you could do something with the software to make it a little more in line with OS X uh, and make it an, an iPad Pro. Yeah. That's the only uh, thing I think, I think they're missing. I think right. Um, I think... I think for for the graphic professionals, that would be a selling point. And uh, and you uh, and people think it's crazy when you get to. I mean, uh, Lenovo at CES last year had like a twenty-eight inch tablet, like for the home. It looked ridiculous. You remember that? The Shepard Smith tablet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and people think that's crazy, but you know, at thirteen inches, and if Apple can build like this really pretty stand accessory, you can get with it. Um, I think that could be a really cool home-use product. And, I mean, a 13-inch iPad Pro with insane battery life would almost be the perfect student computer. It can do almost everything you need it to do except print. That's a thing that they need to fix. They have, like, quad-core 64-bit processors in these bad boys, and they can't print. Well, you like, can print if you have one of those three printers in the entire world. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like, yeah, it doesn't use any standard protocols or anything. Well, right. you know, if Apple wasn't so obsessed with thin, 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 uh, they could always put in a USB port, but probably yeah, not. I mean, you can just dock it into a thing. There you, well, at 13 inches, I, I think that's something. And that was yeah. the other thing they didn't announce either was... Um, no docks or keyboards or any kind of accessories other than some new smart covers, mm-hmm. um, which I know a lot of people were really t- hoping they would do some kind of surface competitor with either a keyboard or a dock or. Right. So I'm not surprised they didn't though. Like why? Well, I don't know. I just I think a keyboard is almost a no-brainer at this point, and I, I think mean, I'm not sure it is though. Like I don't think that's how people. I don't know. Like, I, think I have seen, people, granted this is New York, but I have seen many people using iPads as their only computer, and they have this little Bluetooth keyboard, and they even use their phones like that, and they prop their phone up on, like, a book or something. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure, there are some people that would use it, but... Well, Apple know. makes the camera connection kit. I mean, how many people do you think buy those? That's so true. it's My not an everyone product, but I think Apple I, could actually, do it. I bet a bunch of people buy those. That's Apple. an easy like like well, tack on forty bucks at the store because <laughs> the Apple Apple employee said you needed it and you never use it. <laughs> well, just imagine. I, mean, I just imagine a smart cover, but in, and then except on the underside of it, it's got soft touch keys, and you just peel it out, and you've got a keyboard. Colby, if you weren't a programmer, a thirteen-inch iPad Pro could last like. I don't even know. How long do these last? Like 12 hours in constant web browsing or something like that? Yeah, a while. Like, like 16, well, I mean, 18 wait, wait, hours? Are we, talking about, are we talking about keyboards or 13-inch? I'm confused. Oh, I'm just saying. If, if you yeah. had this computer that was like dual quad-core 64-bit processor, could handle all this stuff, you weren't a programmer, but it, you could get a keyboard with it, wouldn't you just get that as your computer? You don't have to worry about viruses. You don't have to worry about updates. It's like a Chromebook, but Apple. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Honestly, like, if it had a command line, I would totally buy it for my programming. <laughs> right. Like, if it's, if it's cool enough. <laughs> that's that's your bar, if it's cool enough. It's fair. The Mac it's Pro fair. is pretty fucking awesome, Colby. I'm just saying. <laughs> Three grand worth of awesome. <laughs> Oh well, I mean, we're wearing we're wearing suits now. It's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, you know, uh, we're we're like growing up, and our 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 laptops should be too. There you go. Good good thought. Uh, there was one final thing I wanted to say about the Apple announcement, and I don't know if if you guys had anything else, but um, I finally, after watching this announcement and the one back in September. I sort of figured out Apple's problem. And I I call it the adjective problem because Apple doesn't introduce anything new. Like, at all. Like, nothing in this announcement was new. It was something-er, or was something more, or was something- The Mac Pro is new. 
but it's got a new design. It's smaller, and it's yeah, lighter. Yeah, but we heard about it already. Too. And we heard, but even even having heard about it, like all it really is is smaller and thinner and rounder. Um, I like what about the Mac Air, the MacBook Air? Was that new? It was new when it was I, first announced. So, so I, I'll I'll give you. I think you're right about this. This announcement was an error announcement. Whereas the the previous announcement, when for example when they announced the iPad Mini, that was a new. Yeah. Well. Oh, you mean when they first announced the Mini? No, that was a new product. I agree with you 100. percent And even in September, the only thing I'd give them credit for is Touch ID. That's new. Yeah. That is a new feature. And everything else was earned. But I I get it, and I still argue Apple makes fantastic products, and people should buy them, and that's fine. I just am so over Apple hype and Apple announcement mania and, like, just the world stops for two hours in October. But it's so much fun. No, it is, and I love hype. Dan, you got to know. I love love getting excited for stupid things like that, but it's just just Apple is such a mild company. Like, stop acting like they're such innovators and they're so exciting and they're doing crazy stuff because I have not seen that. Well, I mean, I don't think I think they've been. I don't think the hype has been nearly as hypey as it, it as it was when, like, you know, when we were in college, like freshman year of college, or like that was when they announced the iPad, right? Or like sophomore mm-hmm. year or something. I don't know. We're freshman getting old. Year. I don't know. I I think I remember watching that announcement in our dorm room at Maris. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's... I mean, you know, you're right. They're not. I think part of it too is that Apple's already—they're not the underdog, an underdog anymore. They're—they're they're clearly one of the big dogs. Um, so it's—you know—their bar is much, much higher than it was before, before the the iPad and before the iPhone, which were both very big deals. Um, and I mean, also, you know, Steve Jobs was way better at this than. Uh, yeah, well, the announcements are a big part of it, and they're such snoozers now, but... Yeah. I really uh, like the, the OS X software guy. Oh, he's great. Yeah, they do have a couple of really fun guys, and they they made a lot, lot, a lot of jokes this time. A yeah. ton of jokes. Like, the whole thing was like a comedy routine, which <laughs> is great, and I was laughing, but it was just such a different approach that I just... I. <sighs> I don't know. They're fine. They're a great company. They're a billion-dollar company. They're going to make money and sell products, but I just... I get more excited about what Microsoft is doing than what Apple's doing, quite honestly, because Apple's just making thinner and lighter products, and that while that's great, it's a thinner and lighter product. It's... You know, I don't even know if a watch or a TV or any of these hype things are really what Apple needs to do. I just think they need to double down on figuring out what's next instead of what's now. <laughs> well, they probably are. I hope, Just... and I hope, and I want them to so badly, but they like they are not showing it to me. Well, apparently in the earnings call today, Tim Cook confirmed that Apple plans on introducing new product categories in 2014. He said that about 2013. iPad mini. He... <laughs> but I mean, how many, they can't make any different size iPads this time. So oh, like, but they can do the TV thing that Steve Jobs said that they were going to do Well, you know, the TVs ago. and watches and cars, and there's all kinds of crazy rumors what they're going to do. Um, but it's just... Maybe it'll I, totally blow your mind, Sean. I hope so. Please, Apple, I'm begging you. <laughs> you gotta, blow you gotta, me away. Like, you got to have some of the, like, naive optimism that, that us Apple fanboys... But have. I used to have... <laughs> obviously, I'm over it. And obviously, it's going to change your life, so... <laughs> it's not. Like, and the thing that bummed me out most is, I don't know, have... Uh, you guys probably don't watch much live television with commercials, do you? No. No. Nerds. Uh, no, there. Apple is well. Maybe you see it. Apple's running a commercial um, now for the 5S, and it doesn't show off any of the features of the phone. It's all about how the phone is gold. That's the whole commercial is highlighting the fact the phone comes in gold. But like I, I would I, never. When was the last time you've seen an Apple ad that didn't show off some feature of their products? Well, 
I mean, I like the design by Apple in California ones a lot. Well, but that's that's for the company as a whole, which is different. And I yeah. do like those. But as for a specific product, it always used to be people doing things. It used to be people yeah. FaceTiming, it's, actually showing cool off. Music. Yeah, showing off people connecting with the product. And maybe it's just the ad nerd in me, but it's just really frustrating that, like, it's maybe, gold. Maybe they don't need to anymore. Or maybe that's not the market they're going for with those ads. You know? That's true. Um, that's a bummer. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe the 5S, you know, like, at some point they're probably going to hit some sort of market saturation, right? So maybe it, it's for, for that specific campaign it was about getting these fuckers with iPhone 4Ss to upgrade or something. And, and you know, there are a certain number of people who... <laughs> don't, don't hate like on the 4S. Sean, I love but my like, 4S. You know, I don't know. You're, you're, I guess you're not shallow enough to just buy a phone because it's gold. I'm not. <laughs> well, and to be fair, it does differentiate it from the 5C, I will say. That's Highlighting true. the fact... Gold, high-end, fancy... Versus the 5C, so I, mean, I don't... No, like, you said it yourself. The the iPhones aren't really new this time. They're... they're it's cosmetic yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. The 5C and the 5S. And that's, like... I don't think that's that's bad. It's just a different thing. And, you know, consequently, that's probably what they're gonna, gonna try and sell. I don't know. I'm just disgruntled about everything. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything about ads, so you're, I'm probably wrong. I'm, I'm no, 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 no. You're. You're not. No, you're right there. You're good. But it's just. Put it this way. Apple's gonna have to do something really awesome at their next announcement, which could be spring. Probably WWDC or, if they've moved everything to fall. Or what? What's gonna happen? I don't. Well, what was what was the great? We made some predictions about what we expected, and I I said something crazy. What was it? I can't. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the last show because I don't. Uh... Oh, you did say something crazy, and I thought yeah. it was such a good idea. Nah, I'll have to go back and look. Okay, we'll revisit this next next we, week. We will. We'll have to check our predictions and see how oh. we did. Um, well, very good. Uh, any last thoughts on Apple or uh, anything else, no. or have I ranted enough? No, that that was a good like. I'm so like, frustrated. Heated, heated Apple discussion. Apple! <laughs> um, see, this is why it's good. See, this is why the three of us work together, because I do Windows, and you guys can do... I guess Colby can do Mac, and Dan can do Linux. <laughs> We've talked so much about Linux. <laughs> Our hard-hitting Linux news. When's, <laughs> when's the big Linux announcement? Steambox, man. We talked about Steambox. Yeah, Steambox is cool. I, I rep for Steambox, man. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, but we will move on in the interest of time and boredom to our picks of the week. Uh, I am going to start this week, and I actually am doing I'm doing double duty. I have a tip and I have a pick. And I realize that not everyone who watches this is the most tech savvy person, and there are people who don't know about this. So I want to make it clear how important this is. Two-factor authentication. What that essentially means is it's making your shit more secure. Because I am sick of... For example, I don't know if you guys have used Buffer at all. Sounds um, really familiar. They're the ones that got hacked, right? That's right. They got hacked. Uh, hackers got in and were sending out spam tweets and spam messages from people's accounts, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Now, they didn't actually get to the credentials of Facebook or Twitter. They only got into Buffer, so they didn't compromise any Facebook or Twitter accounts. But it just goes to show that a good password oftentimes isn't enough, and that's the beauty of two-factor authentication. For those of you who don't know, it essentially creates a second layer of security. For example, if I try to log into Google on an unknown computer, I can put in my username and password, and Google will say, wait, that was a good password, but you got to go again. You have to use a, a, a code that came up on your phone, for example. Put that in to prove you're actually you and not a hacker in Siberia. Boom, you get into your account. So I, highly, I cannot stress enough how important it is to turn on two-factor authentication. Please, for the love of God, all the big services have two-factor built in. Uh, Google, Facebook, um, Twitter, Dropbox, Evernote, Microsoft, 
Uh, am I forgetting any? Uh, I don't think Facebook. so. I, yeah, yeah, Facebook, they're great. I use them. Uh, Etsy and, has two-factor authentication. Do they? Yeah. Wonderful. Etsy. Uh, <laughs> and this is a lot of sites are rolling this out, especially with all the recent hacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evernote got I'm hacked. Re- I'm really glad that none of my banks do, though. That makes me feel really good. <laughs> 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 well, you know, it's it's a good it's a good way to go. Now, there is a bit of a downside. It's not necessarily the most user friendly. Uh, you do have to pull your phone out and put in the little uh, you know codes they give you uh, that cycle through every thirty seconds. And see, I can show you the code because even if you know the code, you got to know my password too and enter it in the next thirty seconds. Um, <laughs> I wish I. I wish I knew, speaking of it not being being inconvenient, I wish I knew how many times I, I had to two-factor off in a given day at work. It's probably about 30. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. to fix that. Yeah, and that's, you know, and that is one thing that's great if you're worried. Like, on my personal machine, I pretty much have everything set to don't harass me, but it's good when you go to, like, a random, like, on-campus computer at college where, where I go, where I have to log in. I don't have, I can don't have to worry about uh, security there. I recommend the Google Authenticator app. It's a really good app. It does a great job, and it connects with all, like, these are all the codes for Google, my Google, my Dropbox. LastPass has two-factor. Facebook, Microsoft, uh, all my codes are in one app. So uh, my tip this week, please, for the love of God, do yourself a favor. Go out and... Um, Turn on two-factor authentication for all your services. You'll be glad you did. I actually, it was really funny. Twitter still uses SMS, so they'll text you a code to put in. I woke up one day, and my phone went off, and it was uh, in Turkish, and it was a message that, you know, Turkish, blah, 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 and then a code, and it said Twitter. Well, turns out someone from Turkey had gotten my password and tried to get into my Twitter account, and by default, it automatically sends me a message whenever uh, someone logs in. So despite the fact they had figured out my password, they were not able to get into my account because of two-factor, and it alerted me because I got the message. So I went and changed my password on everything. And don't use the same password for everything, by the way. Don't do that. It's a terrible thing. Because then you have to sit for three hours and change all your passwords when one gets figured out. Um, So that is my tip this week. Two-factor authentication. Please use it. You'll be glad you did when you don't get hacked. Um, my pick this week is a really quick one. It's a book pick. Um, I just started reading this. Do you guys remember the name Nate Silver? Yeah, he was the statistician, New York Times. 538, yeah, was his blog. He very accurately predicted the presidential election. Uh, and he was very popular. I just picked up his book, The Signal and the Noise. Uh, it is available on Amazon and wherever fine books are sold. I picked up the Kindle version. And uh, I haven't finished it, but so far it is an outstanding, outstanding book. If you have any interest in just how predictions are made, um, he makes it very approachable, but you also learn a lot. He talks everything from sports to politics to the economy um, and really makes you think about how uh, you make predictions and who to trust when it comes to predictions and types of people. Um, And there's great... I actually, I was really pleased. I got the Kindle version, and it had all the graphs and charts in it, and it came up fine on my Kindle Fire, so, you know, it looks great on the digital versions as well. Um, I highly recommend it. It's it's a really interesting educational read. Um, It's called The Signal and the Noise, Why So Many Predictions Fail But Some Don't. It's by Nate Silver. Um, Go and uh, pick it up today. You'll learn something. Sweet. Uh, There you go. That's my pick. Cool. Uh... Should I go next? Sure. <laughs> Don't <Okay>. sound so enthused. <laughs> um, so my my pick this week is a little bit on the nerdy side. Um, so basically it's this this uh, website called getnackapps.com. Um, and all it is is it's a list. It, basically it's a, a list of all these, like, common free slash open source apps that you might be interested in installing on your Mac uh, when you first get it. Like, So there are, there are probably 10 apps on here that I have installed on my Mac and I use daily. Um, so you go through, it presents you with, oh, I can, I can share my screen here. 
somehow. Maybe. Here we go. Can you see it? Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so there's this list of all kinds of apps, and they're categorized. Like, there's browsers. So you got, like, Chrome and Firefox, and I don't know what Net Newswire is. That like Usenet or something? No, it's uh, RSS. RSS reader, yeah. Oh, I see, I see. Um, so there's there's all kind of apps. And I think I'm pretty sure these are all free apps, or for the most part, they're free apps. Um, so you go through and you select all the ones you want, and it generates a like a shell script. So basically, what you can do is you just run the script and it installs all those apps for you. Um, which, if, if you're a normal person, you might not see why that's useful. Um, and I don't blame you, but <laughs> if you're a little more masochistic like I am, I, I like to like, wipe my computer at least once every six months and reinstall everything. And each time I do that, I get, get like, slightly faster and more efficient, and I do things to, like, automate that, the process of that. So uh, this is something super useful that there I really didn't have a solution for before. Because um, I would, oh, you know, there, what's up? You, the logical next step is to learn Chef and to write your own cookbooks and recipes. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's taking it way too far. I don't want to do that. Uh, like, you're running shell scripts. You're already... Not. Every shit. every configuration management system starts as a shell script, Colby, and I know we're already does. there. <laughs> Before long, I'll have my own. It's not. It's not a... <laughs> It'll be on your server, and yes. your two laptops will be synced together. Oh man, self automatically, and yeah, yeah, yep. I know. But yeah, but check back with us next week. This is super useful, and I'm gonna <laughs> put it in my in my. OSX.setup.sh file and kaboom. I'm going to have all my apps and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so, I, uh, there you go. If you want to get into if you want to torture yourself like me re-jiggering re your Mac every six months, do it. And I will just say as a supplement to that, if you were on Windows or Linux, uh, check out Ninite, N-I-N-I-T-E, uh, which does a similar thing where uh, it's bulk installing common apps um, with the latest versions, web browsers, utilities, media, document stuff, all those uh, services, um, and that works on Windows and Linux. Ninite. But that's cool. I like, I, I've done that, too, where I've torched the computer and had to sit. I, I'd actually write down all the programs, and I'd have to sit and... On a piece of paper? Yes, I, I have lists. Wow. I can show them to you. And you just sit and you go one, check, 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 you know, adobe.com. Uh, yeah, it's so miserable. Cool. So. It is. So check out uh, check out these services. They're great. Um, okay, Dan, get poetic on us here. Okay, so there's this great Twitter account called Google Poetics. And... Basically, what it is, is someone goes on, the owner of this account, uh, okay, can anyone see my screen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Maverick just complained that it needed uh, my accessibility settings to change in order for this to work. Uh, I will change them now, just to be safe. Okay. All right, cool. So... And they go in and they start typing a sentence into Google and the autocomplete box comes up and they write down or they transcribe all of the suggestions and then oftentimes that forms a poem. So, for example, say if you type in why do I, you get the poem, why do I sweat so much? Why do I bruise so easily? Why do I sleep so much? Why do I hate myself? <laughs> oh. That one was serious. Nothing seems to interest me. Nothing seems real. Nothing seems to amaze me. Nothing seems as pretty as the past, though. That one's also depressing. I know. They, they get deep. Sometimes I wish you didn't be ca that cancer. Sometimes I wish you would leave me. Sometimes I wish you were a Ken doll. <laughs> 
I don't even know how to feel. I love autocomplete. Why are you our number one fan? Why are you obsessed with me? Why are you on the internet looking at other cats? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I'm I'm following this. This is great. We must <laughs> we must die to one life before we can enter another. We must dissent. We must dismantle all this. We must disenthrall ourselves. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, basically, I'm always hungry. Basically, I am a part-time blogger. I am basically a loner, a bad, unworthy person. <laughs> Can you read the first? They're really good. The first one? Well, no, the the, one, the second the one. one October making 20th. out with a dog. Making out with a guy at a club. Making out with a tree. Making out with a random person. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Sweet. So that's my pick. Uh, follow it. Get some good uh, entropy injected into your Twitter feed. Some fantastic <laughs> humor at Google Poetics on Twitter. <laughs> follow them today. All right. Cool. Well, we made it. Well done. What a fantastic show, everybody. Woo. High five, uh, guys. Anyone need to plug or tease anything before we go? <laughs> One of these weeks, you're going to have something, and you're going to be glad I asked. Yeah. Um, I'm doing this great podcast with these two other guys uh, called Dope yeah. Panic. You're cheating on us? No, I'm no. Not. All right. Ooh. God. I was worried. <laughs> you uh, jumped to conclusions there. I, I did. I don't trust you, Dan. Uh, <laughs> no, that's right. We, there is a fantastic show called Don't Panic. It's on every week, Monday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and you should definitely join us live as well as in our chat room at don'tpanic.io. There you can also get video and audio versions after the fact on demand. Uh, and you should subscribe to us on iTunes and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash don'tpanicshow. I also don't think I've ever mentioned... Uh, and I don't know if anyone's going to use it. We actually do have an email. Uh, at really? Well, it made one for me when I got the YouTube page at don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. So it exists. So if you do have email feedback, you can send it. We'll get it. Interesting. We might even talk about it on the air. So Does that mean we have a Google? No, I think it just generated... As far as... Google Plus I, page too? Yeah, we do. Yeah, it just it doesn't have anything on it. Because oh, okay. <laughs> it, it just automatically generated because of the way Google Plus is now integrated with YouTube. So, I see. Uh, but that is a good suggestion. Maybe we will use that. Um, but yes, don't panic show at gmail.com if you have any long-form feedback you want to send us uh, or hit us up <laughs> on Facebook. Either way, uh, thanks to Colby and Dan and everyone out there. We appreciate you guys coming in and joining us on this Monday night. Now go finish, watch some Monday Night Football or some World Series or whatever else is on TV uh, because we are done and we are out of here and I'll end the show as always by reminding you to change your clocks back. This weekend, Daylight Savings Time <laughs> is here. Uh, <laughs> with that, good night. Thank <laughs> you.